ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2. You can also watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Take us on the go as well with the ESPN Chicago app. The guys have the night off. They were in for Greeny earlier today from 10 to noon. Check out the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get the Black and Abdallah podcast. We've been talking a lot of All-Star game today. Uh, I'll get in. I, I Given my thoughts, I didn't watch any of All-Star Saturday, and I don't feel any sort of FOMO either from it. So that was that was my All-Star weekend experience. I, I watched the game itself just kind of as background noise. Sometimes you just need a little stimulation on while you're you're doing something, so I just had the game on, but I wasn't really paying attention largely to it, even though I had a wager down on it. I wasn't totally drawn into the, the actual game itself, um, but I do want to get to some other football stuff as well, including the Bears and free agency, but first, let's start with Mo in Frankfurt. Mo, welcome to the show. Good evening, Tyler. Mo, I have a Great question for you. Let, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Are okay, you, you could tell me something. Let, let me, me tell you. you let okay, me tell, tell me. you something, Mo. Are you calling me from the main phone or the side phone right now? This is the side phone. This is the si- so I'm a side phone guy. No, I mean the the, the main phone is. I'm sucks. just a side piece I, for I'm you. I'm always on mute. I'm always on mute oh. on the main phone, and I don't know if you guys are playing games with me or not, but you know, eh. So to, I get to, the phone. You let can me, hear me clearly, right? Yeah. Let me peel back the curtain real quick. All right. So Mo calls yeah. shows throughout the day here on ESPN 1000 again. We get lots of callers, and sometimes you can't hang on the entire time, right, Mo? Well, I mean, I, I'm a busy guy. No, yeah, no, you're a busy guy. Listen, I get it. Like we've we've all got a lot going on in our lives, but Mo can't always well, hang like on all the time. This morning, uh, like today, the, today, mm-hmm. I called and I, and I and I called back, and I said I'm not going to be on hold so anymore that, because you know, you know I, I have respect for the shows, and when right. you start getting off topic, and uh, my topic is different than what you guys are talking about, I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna waste the, the listeners. Or, or, or even the caller's time. Right. You know, so, that, so here's what Mo before. does. All right. Mo will be on hold. It'll say Mo in Frankfurt on a little call board right here. And then as someone who screens Mo's calls many a time, I'll get another call from what is Mo's other phone. And Mo yep. calls me while also calling, already having a call. He's in line. He's in the queue, ready to get queued up for a, a show for a, a host to take him on the air. He calls me from his other phone to the same listener line, 312-332-3776, and goes, hey, it's Mo. You can just hang up on my other call because I'm not going to, like the the topic's uh, no longer relevant or I... You, you've uh, what you or you've got to go do something. So you, no, will, I, I respect. I, I yes, respect you do respect, callers. and we appreciate it. But I just, I thought that was funny. You're the only. Well, you first of all, you're you're in a class of a few by having multiple phones. But you used your your multiple phones to to make sure that we we don't leave you hanging. Right, and I told you I was going to call you tonight you to did. express what I had. About, all right, you know. The All Star Games. All right, stuff. now no show notes. I, I, I told you something. Now, now tell me something. What you got for us, Mo? So let me tell you something. I'm, 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 I'm tired of these people, especially on your station, talking about crap about All Star Games. Oh, how boring it is. Well, don't don't watch it, okay? Don't watch it because uh, the slam dunk contest. Me, my kid, my kid was he loved it. He he mm-hmm. was the best thing he ever watched. The home run derby. He loves it, you know. Even the NHL playoffs, uh, um, um, All Star games. He loves it, you know. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Because he's a kid, 
And maybe that's what we need. We need the children to like get involved, and then they but they don't like they can't sit through a whole game. He's only eight. So I feel like these All Star games, it's, it's something for the kids. It's not really for the adults, you know. Think uh, of the kids. Think of the kids, it right, is. Mo? Uh, well, and, uh, the, the children, yes, of course. But another thing is the NBA is screwing it up. Like um, back in the day when I was a kid, when I was mm-hmm. eight years old. Yep. I had Jordan and 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 the, the slam dunk contests in Chicago with Dominique and, and back then you know you had you had the the, the top players doing the All Star stuff. Now, where's Steph Curry? Why is he not in the three point contest? He was injured. He was injured, Mo. What do you want him to do? Go out there with a bum? Go out there with a bum hand? Then he'd make your bum notes. Okay, okay. I didn't know he was injured. Sorry. When was the last time he was in the three-point conference? I think he was a year or two ago. Was he? Did he win it? No. Okay. Well, okay. (laughs) I understand. Okay, but I'm just trying to make an example. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to just make a point. Like the slam dunk contest. Wouldn't you like to see LeBron? Wouldn't you like to see some of these high-flying guys? You know, I don't know know if I'd actually want to see LeBron in the dunk contest anymore. I'd much rather see someone like John Morant. Zion Williamson. Yeah, well, 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 John Morant just said he's not going to do it yeah. forever. He's never going to do it. It's like, too cool. Why? Too cool for it. He's too cool. You know what? That kid that did it, the other, uh, the Mick, Mick, what is it? Mac McClung? McClung. He was amazing. He so had I've heard, 350 yeah. burgers. He had 350s. Mm-hmm. He would have had 450s if Lisa didn't. Give him a forty nine, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wow, astonished!" That little kid, and he's a kid, um, jumping over two people, and I thought it was amazing. My my kids sat down next to me. We watched the whole thing, and, and you know, the the NBA, the the the, the All Star game. You said you want uh, you put it on for background noise and all. Yeah, I put the XFL on. Like I'm, 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 I'm like Shay, man. I'm a footballholic. Mo loves ball. Mo knows ball. Football, baby. Yep. Love you. Thank you. Love you. Take care. It's Mo and Frankfurt. Listen, he, he's right. The All Star Games, uh, they're for kids. That's fine. That's fine. Again, if you don't want to watch it, then don't watch it. I'd like to have a compelling product. But sometimes it, it just doesn't live up to that feeling. You're allowed to turn it off. Nothing wrong with that. The, the one thing about the dunk contest, I will say, is with the way that they've turned it, and you, you heard him bring up how John Morant says he won't do the dunk contest. It feels like these NBA players, they think it's cooler to be sitting courtside for the dunk contest than to be the ones that are actually in the dunk contest. So I, I, I wish we could see some of these supreme athletes performing. But listen, to each their own. They don't want to do it, so they're not going to do it. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So 312-332-3776. I do want to get into this. This was something that I saw on ESPN.com earlier today uh, from Bill Barnwell. And he was talking about all of the different NFC teams and what important offensive move or what offseason moves they need to make this offseason whether it's for agency, a draft, a trade, a cut. So we get to the Bears, all right? The Bears and the move that Bill Barnwell would like to see most for this offseason is re-signing Darnell Mooney. 
And I found that to be interesting because for a team that has so many glaring holes on it right now and so much work to do, they the move that Bill Barnwell finds to be most important for this team is to go out and re-sign someone who's already on the roster. Now, I am intrigued by the prospect of keeping Darnell Mooney. I do like Darnell Mooney. I think he's a great piece to this puzzle, and I think he's got great chemistry with Justin Fields so far of what we've seen for their young careers together. But I do think this team's got too many glaring holes to look at Darnell Mooney, who, by the way, is coming off of an injury right now. If I'm looking to re-sign Darnell Mooney... I'm looking to do so at a very team-friendly price. You know, the the Bears are going to have a couple of guys who you're going to hear their names come up in off-season extensions. And I get the Bears need to spend money. We've heard Brad Spielberger go on about it and how important it is to or not important, but the Bears need to spend money to reach a salary floor which is a span over a span of 3 years. They need to spend a certain amount of money to make sure they are complying with that right now. So you are going to see money thrown around this offseason. Now, if you look at some of the candidates for being re-signed to extensions, Darnell Mooney's name's in there, Jalen Johnson's name's in there, you've got Cole Komet as well, who sort of burst onto the scene this past season. Chase Claypool is eligible for an extension as well, albeit we haven't seen much of him, and I'd imagine he's probably last on the list of guys that would be likely to be extended this offseason. But I look at Darnell Mooney, and in an offense-driven league, Darnell Mooney, I think, can be a, a solid two for you at the wide receiver position. And I think we're starting to approach the era of wide receiver and wide receiver groups where, all right, you're going to have your ones across the board, right? Ones are important. You need those stud guys that can go out, win a 50-50 ball, create excessive separation as well. But I think you're going to see a turn in the NFL where there's so many good receivers, you're going to see a stockpile of twos on a lot of rosters. And I think that's going to be important. And Mooney certainly fits into that group. I think he would be a perfect person to not build around, but you're going to want Darnell Mooney in your huddle for a long time with this team because I think he brings some intangible stuff. He's got the speed. He's got the chemistry right now. Now, Barnwell does go into what the dollars and cents might look like. He uses Christian Kirk as a baseline for what twos are getting. Kirk's four-year $72 million extension is credited for pushing forward the wideout market, but I don't think his deal's the only one in the mix. Mike Williams a differently sized deep threat for the Chargers, signed a three-year $60 million deal right before free agency last year. And then you've got DJ Moore, who's also got a three-year $61.8 million deal. Plus, you've got a looming salary cap rise as well. So, with the cap rising, a Mooney extension would likely land at three years in the $60 million ballpark. So, while Darnell Mooney, I'd imagine, gets signed to an extension this offseason... I do think that Mooney, you're going to see something like three three years and $60 million. I know a lot of Bears fans were probably hoping for something in like the three for 45, three for maybe 50, something in that neighborhood. 
But with the way that the cap's projected to spike, three years for $60 million, and with the amount of money the Bears have to spend, don't mind it. Now, I wouldn't say that re-signing Darnell Mooney is the Bears' biggest off-season objective, but I do think it is something that they should definitely try to tackle this off-season. 312-332-3776. Frank is in the Ukrainian village. What's going on, Frank? Yeah, I had a question because the Bulls have done the extensions uh, under the top secret category where mm-hmm. they gave uh, Billy Donovan an extension no one right. knew about. Mm-hmm. Do you think AK has been extended? Do I think AK has been extended? You know, everything that the Bulls do is held very close to the vest. And remember, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy each had secret extensions a couple years ago as well in the city. I'm not saying that is anywhere correlated, but you don't always see these things publicized. And they especially don't get publicized when the going isn't necessarily good. So do I think AK's been extended? No, I don't necessarily think he has. But it also, if I if it were to leak out tomorrow that AK and Eversley had signed extensions, it wouldn't surprise me either. Can I also, also ask you about the uh, post-trade uh, deadline appearance of AK, which he does once every mm-hmm. year? Right. Um, he sounded like a defeated man, and this Patrick Beverly signing, it seems like a desperate man's drowning man mm-hmm. move. Like, I'm not completely against it because, yeah, there is some fire in Pat. But he doesn't bring anything. He's shooting 35% from three. Right. Uh, the defense isn't there anymore. He's aged out. I like the idea of a Chicago guy coming back, but it just seems like a desperate man. Like, and if listen, going to blow this up in the offseason, I don't think AK is the guy to do it. Like, if it's, it's really looking like Michael Reinsdorf is worse than his own father. Like, it's time to move on from AK and just make Mark Eversley the VP because well, at least he has ties. At least he has ties to the corporate world. Yeah, Frank, the, the thing about Eversley is even if he does have ties, I mean, he still can have those ties as the general manager. I don't think his status within an organization, especially when his status is general manager, necessarily dictates any of that as – how successful or what his ceiling is or, or what kind of players he's going to bring in. Um, but, but to your other point there um, that you're saying with, with Pat Bev and, and it feels like a desperate move for the Bulls, listen, if your desperate move is in the buyout market after a dormant trade deadline, it's a lot better than a desperate move that you may be making to go out and, and try to make a trade a la what they did with Nikola Vucevic uh, or going out and signing some of the players that they've signed because I'd much rather see wasted money be spent on 20-game deals as opposed to spending money and trying to invest in guys to to be a part of a team for three, four years. Oh, I completely agree. It's a minimum investment in Pat, but it's AK that's like the sole decision-maker. I don't think Mark Everly is making decisions. It's, it's AK, and AK has made the wrong decisions every time. And and I remember the first thing he did when he brought in Billy Donovan was, like, we brought in this whole developmental team that's going to develop talent. And what have they done? Like, Pat Williams hasn't grown at all. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, 
the evaluation on Lori Markkinen was completely incorrect. The evaluation on Wendell Carter, incorrect. Well, uh, I won't say it was incorrect. I just think some other people have done a better job with them, especially with Low- like. Don't forget, the Bulls aren't the only team that gave up on Lowry Markkinen. Cavaliers also oh. gave up on him too, and the Cavaliers yeah, are a pretty it. good team right now. Well, they didn't give up on him. They traded to get one of like the most astounding guards in the NBA. That's not giving up on a guy who actually did put up numbers in Cleveland. But they were they were comfortable parting with him. And even when, even, when, even when Lowry was in Cleveland, he was like, sure, he was put. I mean, he was putting up. It, it kind of felt like the same empty calorie stats that he would get here in Chicago. That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, Donovan Mitchell was an All Star before he got to Cleveland. No, yeah, and, Lowry Mark. And I don't think Lowry Mark. I'm not. I'm not like trying to like uh, rewrite history with Lowry Mark. And mm-hmm. he did struggle here. I thought he did better in Cleveland, and he's really excelled. But like. The key to Billy Donovan when they did the hire was like, oh, we brought in this whole team of developmental uh, coaches. Yeah. And it's not showing. It's just not showing. No, it's not, Frank. And I appreciate the phone call here. Uh, 312-332-3776. I have a little bit of a dilemma from over the weekend that I want to share with you. When is it okay to give out your passcode? I'll do that with you coming up next. Tyler Aki sitting in for Black and Abdallah. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. for people here. Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah tonight. So over the weekend, went up to Wisconsin, went skiing. Not really much of a skier, but went, went with my girlfriend this weekend. She's not much of a skier either, but she wanted to try it. So we're driving back from Alpine up in Wisconsin, and we we're trying to figure out, all right, what are we going to do the rest of the night? She's like, what are your roommates up to? Well, one of my roommates was in Austin over the weekend. And then my other roommate, I didn't know what he was up to for, for the rest of the day. So I was thinking to myself, oh, well, I can track him on my phone. I was like, oh, I can, I can track him. I can see where he is. I was driving. I wasn't going to, and we were on the highway, so I, was, I wasn't going to go on my phone at the time. But I was thinking to myself, do I give her my passcode to my phone. We've only been dating for about a month now, okay? But I want to know, and, and Jake, you've been in a relationship much longer than I have, but when it, when is it, oh, and listen, it's not like I'm hiding anything important. I don't have anything important in my phone, but like my friends will send me dumb messages and stuff like that too. And maybe she's, she's looking at the, the location of something and she sees one of these dumb messages come down across the across the wire right so it made me think like when is it socially acceptable to share your passcode with a girlfriend maybe it's never maybe it's maybe i can do it now 
Maybe it's in a couple months from now. Maybe it's in a year from now. But like, okay, Jake, how long have you and your girlfriend Natalie been together? Uh, we're going on three years now. Three years. And does she know your passcode? She knows my passcode, yes. But I think it's because, and I was thinking about She's this. snooping or not? She for sure saw me put it in and then just kind of picked up on it. And then I told it to her. So it was a little bit of both. And then you told her and she was like, I know. Yeah, yeah, essentially like that. But it wasn't like in a like a weird way. It was just kind of, oh, here's my phone to order food mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Right, right. I'm, I'll pay. Let's order takeout. Yeah. But Do you know her passcode? Yes, and I know her passcode, okay. yes. Is it one of those, com- like, do you or her have one of those complex, like, six number ones or, like, uh, long, long-ass passcodes? Or are you a simple four-digit four guy? I'm a simple four-digit guy, but she has a longer passcode. Mm. Okay. But I understand why. But I'm thinking about it still right now, and I just don't think... So, like, I never was snooping on her to see her right. password. I, I frankly don't care, right? So what... what uh, what? uh How long did it take for you to surrender the passcode? Like, when do you know... When do you think she knew? I honestly... It, Tyler, it was a good, like, year, I think. It was a whole year. Okay. Yeah. But you got to remember, though, this was... We started dating before COVID hit... And then we were separated, quote unquote, in mm-hmm. different cities between right. that couple months for about like th- five, six months. Okay. So like we weren't there for the first six or I, I guess like, yeah, seven months of our relationship. Like we weren't physically like giving each other our phones or mm-hmm. whatever or right. in different scenarios. All like right. That. So you're kind of grading on a curve here. A little, yeah, you're playing it, a little different ball game. But I thought to myself, all right, one month, I was like, no, not going to surrender. But I'm trying to think, when is it acceptable to give your significant other your your phone passcode? Because, like, it's going to happen. Like, I'm sure people are out there saying, oh, never. Like, I'll never surrender that. Like, you're keeping some the, the codes, the nuclear codes or something, right? It's going to happen. Like It's going to happen Like, the situation that came up with you, right? It right. was a thing, oh, why don't you check it my phone? It would have been more out of convenience sake. And listen, I'm not hiding anything to the point where I like you're going to snoop around and find anything important in there. But at the same time, like I, my friends send me dumb messages. I'm sure your friends send you dumb messages that you wouldn't want Natalie to see necessarily. Now it's easier because she knows a lot of my friends now. So she knows the voices. She okay. knows my friend group mm-hmm. but i understand the concern from before because of course right whatever notification might pop up right. and that's that's another talking point that could lead down another road mm-hmm. right but i i think it has to be to answer your question like a good 6 months good 6 months all right so when is it acceptable to give your significant other the passcode to your phone 3123323776 like one month not happening right I'd rather just uh, we'll, we'll figure it out down the road, but you, so you say six months. I would say I'm trying to think. Like I, I'm not exactly sure when it would be. I would guess maybe a little over a year, like around a year, is when I, I'd be okay with it. Then by this you're like comfortable, right? Like I think six months, in my opinion, is like a good threshold point Mm -hmm. where you don't care you know if she sees whatever pop up on your Uh notifications right anything before that like for sure a year you're golden after that a year so a year is your 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 sweet spot there all right three one two three three two three seven seven six how 
long do you have to wait before you give your significant other the passcode to your phone? And listen, I, simple four-digit guy for me. For for me personally, I'm I'm grappling with this decision right now. Again, we've only been together for a month, so I think that's way too early. But at the same time, I know the day is coming. I just just don't know when that day is coming and when it is appropriate to to surrender that that passcode. 312-332-3776 if you want to jump on into the conversation. Jake Cantu, our producer, he says that you have to wait six months before you do it. And um, he didn't surrender his until a year. But again, there was a little bit of you got to do a little bit of covid math there because he was separated from her for a little bit of time so that doesn't really count but he says uh six months is the threshold for what you got to do 312-332-3776 if you want to jump on into the conversation here how long do you have to wait for it to be acceptable for you to give up the passcode to your phone to a significant other tyler rocky in for black and abdallah here on espn 1000 you're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Trying to get the lay of the land here, all right? Over the weekend, when skiing with my girlfriend up in Wisconsin, we're, cu- we're driving back, and we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. We're left to the, the mountain at around like 2, 3 o'clock, trying to figure out, all right, what are we going to do the rest of the day? And she was like, oh, what are your roommates up to? So I said, oh, well, one of my roommates, Danny, he's in, he's in Austin, so he's, he's out of the shuffle for tonight. But then my other roommate, Nate... He might be around. I could track him and see what he's doing. And then the, the conversation just sort of stopped there. We started to, the wheel started to spin somewhere else after that. And I could have tracked him and I was driving and I could have given her my phone and said, here's my passcode. You can go, go on the find my iPhone and see if he's at our apartment right now. But I didn't. I, I paused and I thought to myself, okay, it, can I? is it too soon to give the passcode? We've only been dating about a month now, all right? And I think one month, way too soon. I'm not ready to, to surrender the passcode. And then some people are, are, listen, are listening right now and asking, is she listening right now? Um, I don't believe so because I believe she's in class right now because she, she's in law school. So I believe she's in class right now. Um, so hopefully not. But I I thought about it, and Jake Cantu, who's been in a relationship in a relationship longer than I have been, says that the threshold is six or six months. Six months. He, he waited a about a, a year, spot. though, right? Um, but I want to know from you: what is the proper timeline to give out your passcode to your significant other? Is it never? Some people say, "Hold on to that thing and never ever give it up." Three one two three three two three seven seven six. John's in Naperville. What's going on, John? What's going on, boys? How we doing? 
not too bad. So I said like minimum, like or well, minimum is joint bank accounts, but preferably marriage. Joint you bank accounts. So that's the threshold, and then marriage. You know, hey, if now they start stealing all kinds of money or ordering weird stuff on Amazon and getting shipped different places, <laughs> who knows what goes on, man? So you're it's buying crazy. a ring before you're handing over your passcode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Wow. I mean, it's got it's got to be worth it. It's just got to be worth the squeeze. All right, I got you down. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Uh, All right, that's John in Naperville. He says you have to wait until after the joint bank accounts and after your marriage to to give up the passcode. All right, let's see what Ryan and Wicker has to say. What's up, Ryan? Hey guys. So my first thought is that there's no way to come up with an objective answer because it depends on the person and the people in the relationship. Now, with that being said, I believe the only reason that we're even asking the question is because you feel like you have something to hide. Now, I don't have anything to hide. I, I don't feel that way. Um, it's just I know I know my friends, and I know the dumb stuff that they'll text me or in group chats and stuff like that. And if, if the notification comes down, it's just like, all right, now I got to explain this, 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 and this. And I'll, I will say this. What? One of my least favorite traits in a person is a screen peeker. One of my least favorite, like, those people are snakes, all right? Anyone who's a screen peeker, snake. Automatic snake label by me. Well, you're absolutely right. I think it's, it's a trust thing, and the mm-hmm. earlier you can build that trust, the better. With that being said, the second that I give out my passcode, that's, that's a very nerve-wracking situation right there. I will admit that. Now, again, it's not the end of the world because at the end of the day, you could just change it right after, too. But that's almost worse. That's a whole other conversation. Because then, then, she tries to, then she tries to punch it in sometime and it doesn't work. And then you've got questions to answer, too. Yep. That's, I think that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing, too, is like, let's say you do break up for whatever reason. Her having your passcode does no good for her, right? So, like, what, exactly. what, it, it, once the relationship's over, like, her having your pass, it's not like having. Your a social media password or something like that, right? It's a little different. So, thanks, thanks, Ryan. So, what, what was your official answer? Did you have an official answer on it? I, I, I'd say my official answer is one month because you know what? I do one have month. So, so I should have done gotta, it. We got to get to one month at least. So, I I should have given it up right there, huh? <laughs> yeah, you got to absolutely nothing to hide. All right. And if it is something embarrassing or you got stupid friends, hey, you know what? You're gonna find out about my stupid friends. All right. Thanks, thanks for the call, Ryan. You have a good night. That's Ryan in Wicker. David in Lockport. What's up, David? Yeah, guys. I don't have an answer. I've been married 20 years. Mm-hmm. David, years before that, and this topic has never come up. So she's, she's never asked for mine. I've never asked for hers. Mm-hmm. And it's never been an issue. So her phone or your phone has never been in the other room, and you ask for something like, hey, can you check this? Hey, can you do this on my phone. Hey, you want to see this picture? Can you unlock my phone? It's never come up. It has never come up. No. And then as we've been married longer, my contacts are hers, friends, family, Mm -hmm. they kind of get her phone, but even dating never, never popped up. Never was an issue. Interesting. Because I guess now, like if she had asked you, you just give it to her. Right. Cause at this point, at this point you've been married 20 years, right? Like nothing to hide now. Um, Exactly. But even early on, I, I mean, I mean, any relationships based on honesty, it, you hesitate a little bit. Yeah, you're going to get the stupid text from friends, maybe about some girl he saw at a bar. But 
Mm-hmm. I'm an open book. Yeah, I would I would hand it over at any time, but it's never come up. So Fair I can't enough. give you that time frame because it's never happened to me. What do you think? If you were to advise advise a, a young person, how long should you wait? I would wait where you're com- I, a date, you know, time frame is tough, but where you feel comfortable with that person mm-hmm. and and if you have a chance to scrub anything that it could, <laughs> it could incriminate you and who right. you really are. You try to impress this girl. Right. So I would say a couple of months. All right. You know? A couple of months. Got you down. Yeah. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Right. You have a good night. That's David in Lockport. CJ's in Braidwood. What's up, CJ? All right. So. For me, the way I look at it is if you're in a relationship and you are with this person and you trust them, there's no reason to hold it back. And if you have a reason to not trust a person, then you shouldn't be with the person because that's you're building a relationship on trust. So why would you want to hold it back if you have nothing to hide? That's so a good point. So if you point. call her your girlfriend mm-hmm. and you are exclusive with her, then you shouldn't be getting anything that you can't tell her. That's like fair my enough. wife. I've been with her for eighteen years, mm-hmm. but when I go home and I lay in bed with her, I tell her all the stupid shit me and my friends oh, did. All right, well, all right, sorry, CJ. Appreciate it, but I, I get your point there. All right, that it was. Uh, and again, I don't feel like I have anything to hide, but at the same time, I, it's it's still like a, a personal, like your phone is, is a personal item of yours and, and there's personal stuff in there. I would say too, you could put the little do not disturb on, mm-hmm. but you again, could, yeah. that's a whole nother conversation. They're going to question, why is that on? You know, that's true. but in your situation, you were driving, right? You could right. have the do not mm-hmm. disturb. Right. You know, you could have given, the, uh, it, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. it, it just, it's just different. Right. It, it is, it is. Very it, depending on the situation, and like people have been saying, do you trust them? And yeah. at the core key of it, that's all of it, right? At the core. No, I I, I totally agree with that. Um, so the question we're we're asking right now: When is it acceptable to give your significant other the passcode to your phone? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Chase is on the south side. What's up, Chase? Tyler, what's happening? What's man? up, Chase? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much, man. I was that caller, last caller, man. He, he let it slip, huh? Oh, he yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I feel like this, though, right? So, me personally, I would not give my passcode to anybody because I, mean, I don't care how long we've been dating. I don't care mm-hmm. if we've married or anything like that because, like, if we've been dating together for a long time, you should trust me just like I trust you. Like, I'll give you an example female that I used to date talk to, I never wanted to be friends on social media. Like Facebook, oh. I would never be friends on Facebook with my significant other only because I feel like I don't want to know what you're doing. I don't want to know what you're posting. Like people will say, did you see what this person posts? I don't even want to know. And, and I feel like it's all about trust. So if I trust you and it's because it's always about trust. Relationship is all about trust. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to know what you, I, I don't want you to go on my phone just like I wouldn't go on your phone. So why should I have to, you know, have a, you know, have a passcode? Like I don't, giving out somebody passcode is just like giving out somebody keys to your house. I mean, would you give her, would you give your girl a key to your apartment? So you, you think a, a key is, is just on, is on even playing field as, as a phone? Because that's a privacy, because that's a privacy. 
It's privacy because your phone, everything that's in your phone is very private. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, that's privacy. You don't know what, you know, that's, that's in dating somebody. When you go on somebody's phone, I feel like that's disrespectful. That's like you're dating somebody's privacy. So if I, like, say for example, right, you give the old girl your passcode and she goes in there. You know, like, let's say she just randomly go in there. Mm-hmm. That would kind of offend you if she just randomly go on your phone because you're going to be like, oh, why are you going through my phone for? Oh, I was just looking at something. Okay, but well, who told you to go on my phone and do that? That's going to create a, uh, that's going to kind of rub you the wrong way because you wouldn't go on her phone because you don't want to know, you don't want, would you want to go on her phone and know what she got? No. So I just feel like in a relationship, it's all about trust. And I shouldn't have to go, if it's to the point where I got to go through your phone or I got to look up stuff, then that we don't need to be together then. You know, I just, that's the way I feel like. And that's just my opinion. I would never get nobody my passcode because my phone is my privacy. I don't care how long we've been together. Now, Chase, I mean, I get, uh-huh. Let me let me ask you let me ask you a question. All right, would you ever give your passcode to a friend? No, I don't no. give my passcode to nobody. I wouldn't so give my it's, passcode. It's you and you but, only. I would not listen. God, God bless my my late parents. I wouldn't give my passcode to my mother and father. All I right. wouldn't give. Them, I mean, that's privacy. That's that's like like I said. That's like giving the keys. That's like like read somebody's diary. Um, you know, <laughs> like journal or something like they yeah. used to have back in the day. I don't know if you. You know, I know you're young. I know you don't remember all that. The journal. Yeah, my, that's like, well, that's privacy. We we use the notes app instead. Right. Yeah, you don't know what I got on my phone or anything. That, I just like that's personal. Like, that's just too private, too personal. That's just my opinion. I don't know. <laughs> but that's just me. I just like, that's a little too personal to go on somebody's stuff. Like, you know, I don't know. That's just me. All but right. I feel like I, after a while, man, you, you can't, your girl, I mean, is she at, I, I don't know. It, which, do you think she's the type to ask you for that information? Do for you think a passcode? Yeah. Do you think she will ask you for your passcode? At some point, I, I would guess, yeah. But I don't think so that's, that's anything that, that's, uh, I guess, a trait of her. I, I would think, feel like almost anyone would, would ask at a certain point. I mean, but I'm saying, like, if she did, if she does ask, would mm-hmm. you give it to her? Would you be like, no, nah, I'm not comfortable with that right now? Um, right now I would probably say no, not, com- I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd phrase it as I'm not comfortable with it right now, but I'd be, no, just be like, hell you, be, no. Before you bounce me, before you bounce yeah, me, uh-huh. I would just say this. If she does ask for your passcode, you tell her, okay, I'll give you my passcode if you give me yours. And if she kind of be like, eh, I'll say, okay, then I'm not giving you mine because that's how a lot of women are. They always want you <laughs> to do something. But then when you ask them, Hey, well, why don't you give me yours? And I said, nope, no, okay, well, we ain't got nothing to talk about the info. But all right, man. All right, nice Chase. Guy. Thanks for the advice. Right, Appreciate right, it. Bro. That's Chase all on right. the South Side. Uh, all right. It, it's a, a code for code. Hammurabi's code, I guess. That's what we'll call it. 312-332-3776. When can you give your significant other your passcode? When is it? When is it? okay to finally pull the trigger on that and give your significant other your passcode. 312-332-3776. Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago.
Thank you to Jake Cantu for producing tonight's show and for the passcode advice as well. Tyler Rocky in for Bleck and Abdallah. The guys will be back from 6 to 8 tomorrow night right here on ESPN 1000. They were in for Greeny earlier today from 10 to noon. Check out the podcast on the Bleck and Abdallah podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. So the question right now, based on something that happened with me over the weekend, when is it okay for you to officially share your passcode with your significant other? 312-332-3776. James is in Munster. What's up, James? What's going on, Tyler? Hey, uh, I, I got to be honest. I, I, I never have anything to hide. If she wants to look, I'm going to hide it in plain sight. But let's be honest. When she starts to pay the bills, you give her the passcode <laughs> to your phone. Uh-huh. Even if it's using your own money, she's using my money to pay the bills, mm-hmm. still you, you get, she gets the password. She gets the password for everything. Nothing, nothing to hide. And uh, I, I have the password to her phone, too, but I can never remember it. So she's on the winning side of this one. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, good to know. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. You have a good night. You too, brother. All right. It's James and Munster. Rupert on 294. You got to go quick, Rupert. What's up? Hey, yeah. So let the caller before the last, before you went to break, mm-hmm. he obviously doesn't have a girlfriend and he's not married. <laughs> Because every girl that he's ever been with left him because he won't friend request them on Facebook. Are you kidding me? That guy's got trust issues. Seriously. (laughs) If you can't trust the person that you're with, how do you expect anyone to trust you? I'm happily married. I have two kids. But when me and my wife first got together, it was, I'm not trying to make a mushy, but it was like love at first sight. Like we fell in love. And... It's, it's all about trust. I have nothing to hide. If she has nothing to hide, I have nothing to hide. What does it matter? Yeah. Unless, unless you're hiding something, then when, when you refuse to give the password, you're screwed. <laughs> you're screwed. That's a fair That's point there. Say. Yeah. That's a fair point, Rupert. Appreciate the phone call. You have a good night. 312-332-3776. All right, we're wrapping up the show here. I do want to remind everyone we have the 25th anniversary celebration of ESPN Chicago. It's going to be the biggest party of the year. Guests from ESPN 1000's 25-year history will be in attendance. Not going to want to miss it. And these tickets are going to sell out. So make sure you get yours for Friday, March 24th, House of Blues. Go to LiveNation.com, search ESPN Chicago guests scheduled to appear for this event. We're going to have a reunion show of Mac Yurko and Harry. Jay Cutler is scheduled to appear. Robbie Gold, Edzo, Mark Jean Greco, the Cornets, Sarah Spain, Nick Friedel, Luke Canellis, Fred Hubner, Ray Flores, and more to come as well. So be sure to get your tickets for March 24th. Live show from 12 to 6 p.m. Doors open at 11 a.m. Must be 21 and older with a valid ID required to get into the premises. Go to LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. Should be a fantastic party at the House of Blues on March 24th. All right, before we get out of here, Carmen in North Riverside. He wants to say goodnight to the people. Good night, Chicago. Chicago's home for sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.